Welcome to the Feel Good Spine podcast, where I have quite literally got your back. I am your host, Claudia Catherine, scoliosis transformation coach, spine health trainer, and yoga teacher, here to guide you on this journey of improving your scoliosis health, fitness, and mindset so you can live your happiest and most fulfilled life possible. I am so excited to have you here today. Now let's dive in. What is up, my beautiful scoliosis family? We are back. We are back on the podcast. I'm so excited. I'm here, you're here, and we have an amazing guest today, Louise. Louise from Life with Scoliosis. She is going to be telling us all about her journey with scoliosis, with her fusion, and the current blog and all the work that she is currently doing for the scoliosis community. We love people like Louise and we are so grateful. So I am so happy that I got the opportunity to have this interview with her and I'm so happy that you guys get to hear everything that we discussed. So with further ado, I bring to you Louise. Hi Louise and welcome to the Feel Good Spine podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am generally really, really excited and grateful that you are here and I cannot wait to hear about your scoliosis journey. I'll let you say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so thanks so much for um, having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, So I'm Louise and I'm in England at the moment. Um, I run the Life with Scoliosis blog and YouTube channel. So I have scoliosis myself. Um, I also have a spinal fusion as well. So I've been, I've had my spinal fusion now for about 12 years. And I set up my blog initially as a kind of diary for myself when I was first going through the recovery from the spinal surgery. Um, And then it just started to evolve into something that other people started to read and find interesting and helpful and so then I just kind of took that as like a a platform to use to help others with scoliosis and provide my own advice after going through the surgery and try and support other people as well Um, and then last I think it was last year or the year before I set up a YouTube channel just to continue with that really Um, and yeah just mainly to help and inspire other people with scoliosis and just to show that even though it's it can be difficult to live with even after having the surgery you can still do things you can still live a relatively normal life you can still achieve great things and that's kind of like what I want to show really through my my blog and my youtube and my social media yay i love that <laughs> And I think I speak for the scoliosis world when we say thank you. Thank you for taking the time and effort to do this because we need it. Um, It's hard, obviously, yeah, it's hard having scoliosis. It's hard having a fusion. And we need people like you out here in the world telling us that it is okay and that we are going to get through it. So we really appreciate that. Did I see that you are running the marathon or you're doing something like that? Um, Yeah, so I I do also do quite a lot of fundraising stuff for scoliosis to try and so I raise money for the UK scoliosis charity which is the scoliosis association UK um so in the past I've done things like a few years ago I did a trek on the great wall of China to raise money for the scoliosis 
association and that was amazing and I really enjoyed it um, and that was through a company called Charity Challenge and they've got loads of other amazing challenges as well so I did that and then I got the bug for it and um, later this year I'm going to be going to Machu Picchu to do it's a similar challenge like, to raise money for the scoliosis yes. association but also to push myself as well because I just want to kind of show that despite having scoliosis you can still achieve great things like the trek that I did um, on the Great Wall of China and the marathon I had I did Manchester Marathon last year wow which was the first time I've ever I've, I do run I've been running now for about um probably about seven years or so um and that was my first marathon and I never thought I'd be able to do a marathon that's one of those things that I wanted to do again to prove that I could do it even despite the fact that I have scoliosis and I've had the, the surgery um, and then this year I was going to do London Marathon purely because I managed to get into the ballot which is very very difficult to do but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to run it because I've recently got injured um, and that's not to do with my scoliosis it's it's purely just because I trained I did too much <laughs> too yeah. much and I, I knew I knew that I thought that I would be able to do it um because basically I was going to go to I was meant to be going to Machu Picchu in March like now basically yeah. but because they've got protests over there at the moment that's now been moved and because I got into the ballot I thought oh maybe I've got time to train but so I tried and then I ended up injuring myself because I didn't have I didn't really have enough time to train I just wanted to try and do it um but yeah I'm gonna hopefully do it next year well, that's awesome give myself more time <laughs> yeah and honestly you do have to listen to your body you can't especially with a marathon you can't push through that because you're just going to cause your body more harm than good and even though the cause is obviously so amazing but yeah I think you've definitely made the right decision there listening to your body yeah, that's what I was worried about because I, I do, obviously with having scoliosis, I know that you have to be more, um, so but I, I do a lot of strength training. So I do a lot of like similar exercises to that I see on your page, like glute exercises and things like that. I do pretty much every day yeah. because I have to try and keep strong um, to complement the running. And I know that I need to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think this time it was just a case of just, ramping up the miles too quick basically so yeah I can come back next year um, when I feel stronger <laughs> yeah no awesome um yeah perfect and you're 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 absolutely kill it next year I'm sure about that and you get to go to Machu Picchu so really you're getting the both of best worlds <laughs> yeah so I just need to make sure that I recover now get stronger and hopefully because I'll need to start training for that probably over the summer because the trek's in October yeah. um so I just want to make sure that's another thing as well I was worried that if I pushed on with the marathon that I might do further damage and then yeah. that might jeopardize the Machu Picchu trek so yeah and that's been moved so many times now because of the pandemic first and then because of these protests so I just yeah I didn't want to end up having to move it again because I'd injured my leg doing a marathon <laughs> yeah. no that's totally fair enough well that's exciting yeah. for you and I, I can't wait to see how that all unfolds for you we will be supporting and rooting for you 100 
Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So coming on to my next question, I want you to tell us about your scoliosis and your fusion stories. So going through your diagnosis, leading up to your surgery, how the surgery was, recovery, all that kind of stuff. Tell us about it. Yeah, okay. It's a long story, but <laughs> I'll try. Um, so I was diagnosed with scoliosis when I was 14. Um, mm -hmm. And up until that point, I had never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. Um, and I didn't know I even had it. Um, it was only spotted by chance because I think my dad noticed it when I was, when he was walking behind me one day, he noticed that my shoulders weren't even. Mm. Um, so we went to the doctors and then the doctor mentioned the word scoliosis. I still didn't know what it was at that point. Then I went to the hospital, had x-rays and I'll never forget when I first saw that x-ray, like, I was just horrified because at the point when I was diagnosed, it was, it was pretty bad. It was, um, I think it was measured at over 70 degrees. I had, well, basically it's, it was um, an S curve. Mm. So I had two curves, one thoracic, one lumbar, and they were both around 70-ish degrees. Mm. And I just couldn't believe that it had been like that for, well, probably since I'd started growing and it just wasn't noticed. Yeah. And I think because it was an S curve it kind of compensated the, the curves kind of compensated each other so it wasn't as noticeable than if I'd had one curve maybe or maybe I would have been leaning more to the side or something mm. um so it just wasn't noticed and it was just a massive shock to me so when I was 14 I was I was absolutely devastated obviously up until that point I'd been kind of had nothing else no other health issues or anything like that so it was a huge shock mm. um and I just remember like getting really upset and crying thinking like my life was over thinking that you know because it was all so scary because I'd never heard of it I didn't know what it was I didn't know how serious it was and I was told by the specialists that the only option really the only options I had because it was so severe I couldn't have a brace or anything like that because it had gone way past that point. Yeah. And the only option would be spinal fusion surgery, which terrified me. Like there's no way I wanted that surgery at that point. So I basically, they said to me, you can either have the surgery or because you're, they could tell that I'd finished growing by the x-ray. They said, they're fairly sure that I'd finished growing. So we can either do the surgery or we can do like a watch and wait type thing so um then I had to go back that's what I decided to do because I didn't want the surgery because I was scared of the surgery yeah. so basically for the next 10 years I had yearly x-rays and I'd go back to see a specialist and just basically they just monitored it to see whether it was getting worse or not um and it tended to be very stable um because I had finished growing so it was just more just to check really um and yeah during that time I was kind of I'd say I was kind of in denial that I had anything wrong with me I kind of buried my head in the sand I didn't really talk about it I didn't tell anybody like nobody knew I had it apart from my family because I don't know if I was ashamed or I don't know what it was but I just didn't want to accept it so I just kind of covered myself up a lot like wore baggy clothes didn't tell anybody about it kept it to myself 
and then just carried on with my life basically um went to university got a degree did all of that stuff and then it was when I was in my early 20s I kind of started to get more pain Mm. um I really got really bad like muscle spasms in my back around around where the like the lumbar curve um was and it was really really bad like I went to see loads of different specialists like um physios um osteopaths I had acupuncture did loads of different things and nothing seemed to work and it was just really really painful um and I think by that point as well it started to get me down a bit as well because I was getting a bit older and I was doing more reading on it and like researching and because I I had it hanging over me thinking oh it's going to get worse as I get older because it was already like 70 odd degrees um and when you look when I looked at my like MRIs I could see the curve like pushing on one of my lungs like so one of my lungs had less space than the other yeah and I was just really freaked out thinking it's going to get worse as I get older I'm already getting pain now and I was like in my early 20s um so at that point I went back to see a scoliosis specialist just to see what my options were um and it had got slightly worse I think he said it was 80 something I I know there is a degree of um depends on who's looking at the the x-ray yeah but yeah when he said it was like 83 or something I just started to panic thinking oh it sounds really bad um so then I decided well it was a massive decision I did it took me a long time to decide what to do I spoke to loads of different people got lots of opinions but in the end I decided to have the surgery but it was mainly because of my mental health because I was that stressed about it getting worse over the years and like it just took over it took over my life and I just thought I can't live like this plus I was in a lot of pain as well so yeah I decided to have the surgery and I was 24 when I had the surgery um and yeah it was really difficult time obviously leading up to the surgery was tough because you're kind of waiting for the date and it kept getting moved a lot as well and I think the wait was about a year at the time I don't know what it is now but that was then um so it was just like you felt like your life was on hold like just waiting for it you couldn't really plan anything or do anything um and then yeah it was just a really tough thing to go through and then having the surgery after the surgery I just remember being in a lot of pain and it took a long time to recover like going back home and having to like yeah wear I think I yeah I wore a brace for about three months after as well um I had to have lots of physio and yeah I had to have about six months off work um I mean it'd be different now because people are working from home and I work from home I work from home now but back then going into the office I couldn't go into the office I couldn't drive or anything like that for quite a while so I had to just I was off for about six months from work um yeah it was huge (laughs) (laughs) and yeah the effect on you like psychologically as well like going from I don't know like I I thought that the surgery would be like would fix all of my problems but in reality it it didn't like it obviously it took away the anxiety of it could get worse because now it can't get worse it's fused but in my case my scoliosis was because it was so severe because it was like 80 whatever degrees 
and because it was quite stiff as well because I'd had it because I was in my 20s at the time and my spine was a lot stiffer Mm. than maybe people that have it done in when they're a teenager I don't know but I was told that mine was quite a stiff curve so the correction I got um if I'm being completely honest I was a bit disappointed like when I after the surgery because I thought oh my spine's going to be straight afterwards and it's all going to be fine but it wasn't it was I think now it's still around 40 something um so basically corrected it about half you know 50 percent which obviously it's better than it was um but I've still got all of the now I've still got all of the the, you know the symptoms that you get with scoliosis but now I can't bend my back (laughs) either so I've got the you know the the sort of mobility more less flexibility um on top of the the scoliosis so I think what you know I thought it was going to be a quick fix it was it was going to solve everything but it didn't really for me but it did it did take away the anxiety that I had of it's going to get worse in the future and it has made me feel more comfortable in the sense that um you know it's not as severe as it was yeah so yeah it but it was just a roller coaster really of emotions like after that surgery because then I had to kind of come to come to terms with the fact that this is how my spine is always going to be whereas before I was thinking oh I'm going to be because before the surgery you don't know how things are going to work out I was thinking oh maybe my spine will be like straight at the end (laughs) then you have to come to terms with the fact that actually this is how it's going to be now and this is what I've got to work with and it's just coming to terms with that and your new body and your new shape and everything it is quite a lot really yeah yeah wow um thank you for sharing that um it's oh it's such a tough journey one thing one thing I do really appreciate that's about that story is that you you waited and you made the decision in your 20s to get the fusion which I think is really awesome and kind of rare at the moment yeah from what I've uh, my experience with these fusion stories is that people are getting fused at 12 years old and 13 years old and even though you know obviously when the 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 curvature is at a very severe degree that is obviously the best option but I think what you did in allowing yourself to give yourself 10 years of time to make such a huge life decision and then knowing that that really was the best route for you I think that that is Mm. awesome and that you gave yourself time to to do that and really think about it and it was you know based off of a mental health thing as well and that it really helped you to reduce that and that's the scoliosis anxiety as I like to call it that it is going to progress and get worse um and I appreciate you being honest in the fact that it didn't completely fix your spine so this is another thing you know that I want to let people know is that fusion doesn't 100% correct the curvature obviously it's going to make it so much better and 50% better is amazing um but you know obviously it's not a 100% guarantee straight spine (laughs) exactly yeah I think I was told it's 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 quite dangerous to do that like they have to um, monitor the spinal cord while they're straightening the spine and they can only take it so far it depends on how flexible the spine is and things like that but in my case 
it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been safe to straighten it any more than what they did basically yeah wow yeah it's <laughs> it's a crazy thing <laughs> um but yeah. It, yeah it's the results that you you did get you know sound awesome and it really does sound like your curvature was very severe 80 degrees that is you know that is quite a curvature <laughs> yeah and I also had a lot of rotation as well so like my um, ribs rotated round, and I had quite a big rib bulge or what you'd rib call pump. it on your back <laughs> yeah. yeah it was it was quite big and that's something that I really did not like when I was a teenager yeah. I think that was the worst part for me in terms of how that looked because to me it was very noticeable I know most people didn't notice it um unless I pointed it out to them but to me it was really especially if I bent forward or yeah um it was it was really bad um so the results of the surgery are now that I don't have that anymore so yeah. that has changed my life in the sense that I've got a lot more confidence that's amazing um yeah and also it's just more comfortable to kind of sit on I mean when I had that it was very uncomfortable to sit on most chairs because it would just dig in um whereas now I don't have that so but then it's not completely comfortable now because I do have screws um <laughs> like sticking out of my back a bit um and I um I can't sort of mold my back to the chair I can't slouch yeah. so that can be uncomfortable in itself but I've just kind of got used to that and I always have a cushion behind me yeah. um pretty much all the time <laughs> to help with that wow yeah I, I I'm the same like obviously I don't have the fusion and I do have the rib hump is really annoying even sitting back in the chair now like I can feel it on one side just like poking into the chair and it's not comfortable yeah but nothing yeah is unfortunately so it's just one of these things that we have to deal with yeah uh, I mean I still have um like one shoulder blade that sticks out on one side yeah uh, because my spine's not straight so it's always going to be uneven um but it's just that I can live with it's just a lot it's still a lot more comfortable than when I had like the whole rib cage sticking out on one side yeah yeah that's that's great that the the surgery really helped to decrease the rotation because I think yes. that is aesthetically one of the worst things about scoliosis is having that rib rotation so mm. really, um, I think that's really really great that you got such a good result with that amazing yeah yeah um, okay, so coming on to my next question, how would you say that your your fusion and your scoliosis affects your life currently? Um, I'd say that it does impact me every day, really, um, because it's always there. Like I can always feel it. I'm always. I feel most days it obviously because it's fused and I can't bend my back so I have to adapt how I do things so I can't just like bend down and pick something up I have to kind of squat down and even though that's better for your back anyway but I suppose I've like adapted but it affects me every day in lots of ways like just you know from getting out of bed I have to like sort of roll out I can't just <laughs> sit up properly yeah um and just like getting changed just literally like all the little things in your day that you don't think about like it does affect me like putting shoes on and things like that I can do it but it's just a bit more awkward 
so it affects me in that way um and then kind of like I do get lower back pain as well yeah um I don't get it's not severe like it doesn't stop me from doing anything and, and certain things do trigger it off so usually it's things like that involve a lot of bending down so if I'm cleaning up or um packing to go on holiday or something like that where I'm like bending down a lot and trying to pick things up I get quite a lot of lower back pain then um and if I'm sat down for a long time or stood up for a long time like in one position mm. I find it's better if I'm moving around like walking around or something like that feels a lot better so yeah I do get back pain most days um but it's bearable I guess it's not like really severe that I can't do anything yeah um, and some days are better than others so some days it's um I haven't got hardly any pain and then other days it can be quite bad if I've done something to trigger it off I suppose yeah. so it affects me in that way um psychologically it affects me less than it used to now because I used to be thinking about it constantly as in you know it's going to get worse or how I looked you know in terms of what I wore um if other people were looking at me and other people were noticing it but now since I've had the surgery I rarely think about how it looks or I just don't even yeah rarely think about it unless I've got a bikini on or something like if I'm at the beach or I'm wearing something that where my back is visible yeah. then I might get a bit self-conscious now still um but it won't stop me from doing it like whereas when I was younger I just wouldn't I hated it that much and it affected me that much that I wouldn't wear certain things or I wouldn't walk past people like in a bikini for example because I didn't want people to look at my back yeah. whereas now I'm I'm less affected by that I'll just do it anyway but I will still be like oh I wonder if they've noticed sort of thing <laughs> yeah. yeah I totally I know what you mean like it was funny being at um, that retreat in Mexico. I actually made a comment because usually when I'm walking around in a bikini, I am terrified that someone's going to see my scoliosis and make a comment. But then obviously being at a scoliosis retreat, it was like freeing yeah. <laughs> in a way to just be able to walk around and have your curves out and bend over and stuff. And no one's like staring at you or judging you or anything um yeah I don't know I just thought of that because it just it was such a weird experience to not have that weird scoliosis anxiety yeah. that people are, are staring at your back which no one is that's the thing I think yeah. it's all in our head um but yeah I totally I, I completely understand what you're talking about <laughs> yeah because I think most people if, without scoliosis they're not going to be thinking about like their back or other people's backs <laughs> exactly. I think it's just if you have scoliosis it's kind of always in your mind but yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> how would you say overall that your your mental health has been affected by all of this I would say it's been affected massively like I feel like especially when I was a teenager um I think it was just a big thing to go through to be to go from having sort of no health issues I suppose to having that overnight and then being told that you need this surgery that's really scary and serious yeah. um and can impact your life massively life-changing so yeah that 
I think when I was a teenager, I there were I think there were points where I was quite depressed because of the scoliosis. I didn't realise it at the time, but looking back now, I feel like I was suffering quite a lot. But I think there was less awareness around, you know, the mental health side of things than there is now. Yeah. Um so yeah, I struggled a lot with just feeling isolated, feeling alone and feeling like just lost really. Like I didn't know what to do and I had no one to talk to about it. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just struggled quite a lot really. Um, and then obviously you've got the body image side of things as well. So that's had a massive impact on me even now. Like I still have quite low confidence and especially in how I look and um, you know, wearing certain things like it still affects me now and I think that's because when I was a teenager you know it's it's a time where you are quite vulnerable really to that sort of thing and it's bad enough when you don't have something like scoliosis I think most teenagers feel self-conscious about how they look so having scoliosis just makes it worse (laughs) um so yeah it affected me a lot and then there's the anxiety side of it as I got older that just got worse um because I was just constantly literally there was points where it consumed my life like I was that paranoid that it was going to get worse I would take pictures of my back like obsessively and just look at them and check different angles check whether it had got worse Mm. and it just took over my life to the point where I wasn't really focusing on anything else I wasn't it became unhealthy really like an unhealthy obsession like worrying that things were going to get worse and um yeah and then I think that anxiety is what triggered me to go and you know go and see a specialist and see what can be done about it um so yeah I think the psychological aspect for me has been I'd say probably even worse than the actual um physical condition itself in some ways uh so yeah and now and I never had any um so when I was diagnosed with scoliosis there was never any mention of the impact on mental health or anything like that when I went through the surgery it almost felt like once you've had the operation then you're seen as you're fixed and then you're just kind of discharged and left to just get on with things and (laughs) there's a lot kind of that I feel that you need to kind of deal with after going through all of that Um, and I never did until fairly recently um, when I started to talk to a therapist now this was a couple of years ago and I was going there for other things but we did talk about scoliosis as well um, and it's just made it made me realize that you know all of these years I was struggling quite a lot with anxiety and things and I didn't realize it was a res- a lot of it was a result of being diagnosed at that young age with scoliosis and um, so now I, ha- I actually do have health anxiety and I do take medication for, for it as well um, and I feel like it is directly linked to <laughs> the scoliosis yeah because you just get I was so paranoid that now anything that I have wrong with me I'm paranoid that it's the worst possible thing because it's like the trauma of that you know yeah 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 no I I, definitely affects me yeah um 
I think it's very it's very interesting when you pointed out that when when you have the fusion surgery there there's no aftercare really for for mental health and this is one thing um I noticed at the retreat because I was with a lot of with girls that had been through fusion and they obviously it's a very traumatic event to go through mm-hmm. and we we'd have our little scoliosis powwows after our sessions and it became very emotional because it's really the first time anyone's had a chance to talk about the mental health aspects of it and I do think that this is something whether you have fusion or just no fusion or just scoliosis that the the mental health the medical world doesn't address the Mm -hmm. the medical the mental health impacts of it um I mean the same thing happened for me I've I've seen lots of doctors and physios and everything and no one is I mean I've cried and osteopaths you know um, talking to them about it and no one has really offered me any kind of support or help which you know I mean what what do they do I guess but mm-hmm. it's it's nice like this is why I find you know the work that you're doing and the work that I'm doing really really helpful because back when I was going through all this you know early 2000s there was no one to talk to and there was so, no one yeah. yeah there was you know no we didn't have social media we didn't have anyone that could relate and I couldn't talk to my mom or my friends I didn't tell anyone about it I used to just cry on my own so it's such a scary thing to have to go through so so yeah I just want anyone that's listening to this to understand that you know if you have scoliosis or you have been through surgery and you've had a traumatic event to please reach out or talk to one of us or talk to anyone else like there's such a community now on social media with people that have scoliosis and it is really really important to be able to talk about it because as you mentioned it can really have serious effects on your mental health yeah and I think that was a big part a big thing for me is that I didn't have anyone to talk to yeah and I thought that keeping things inside was the best way of dealing with it but I think it just made it worse and I feel like now like you say there's a lot of support on social media and I think it's just amazing and it's one of the reasons why I originally um, set up my Instagram and um, carried on with my blog after I recovered from the surgery because I just wanted to help people because I felt like I didn't have that when I was going through it and I didn't want other people to feel alone because it's the worst feeling ever and I really wish that we did have social media. I I go on TikTok now and I see people doing TikToks about scoliosis and their recovery and I just think I wish that I had this yeah. <laughs> because it, I just felt so alone. It's just only when I was in my twenties, when I was thinking about having the surgery, I started to reach out to people and talk to people and I felt so much better. Yeah. I started to, but that's because there was more, um, then the internet, there was more, um, like support groups and things then. And that was a forum that I used to go on. Yeah. Um, I know people don't use forums as much now, but there, it used to be a forum and it was a scoliosis forum. And I met loads of people on there and talked to them and read loads of stories about other people that had had the surgery and, and talked to people that had been through it. And I think that was one of the best things I did because that made me feel less alone. Yeah. And seeing other people's backs and x-rays, that was just amazing because it was like the first time I'd ever really seen somebody else with scoliosis and it just makes you feel quite emotional because you feel like you're not alone yeah (laughs) there's other people 
and my back is actually normal when you look at somebody with scoliosis so that's how I felt and I was like yes I'm not alone (laughs) yeah Yeah, I totally understand what you mean it really is having a scoliosis community I find is one of the best things like for all of us definitely (laughs) I love that you went on forums as well I feel like it's amazing how technology just changes very quickly forums (laughs) honestly I feel really old now but yeah um it used to be forums but now it's TikTok and Facebook but I just love seeing all the you know people's videos and sort of diaries and vlogs of surgery and that sort of thing and the recovery because I think it's really important because when you're facing something of that magnitude it is really scary and you do think oh is the life after it sort of thing like will I be able to do stuff after it and how will it be after it and see seeing people sharing their stories and you know coming out the other side and being positive and happy and being able to do stuff it it is very encouraging and it makes you feel a lot better when you're facing that sort of surgery yeah and that's what I that's what I wish I had um I suppose my equivalent of that was the forum and I did read a lot of people's stories on there but yeah I think it it just helps so much to yeah to see that yeah it does awesome okay so coming on to my next question could you tell us what you what you're currently doing to help yourself and to help your fusion your scoliosis both physically and mentally um I think physically I like to try to stay as fit as I can um I feel like when I before I was diagnosed well before I started to get a lot of pain with my scoliosis I never used to do any exercise I didn't used to go to the gym I didn't used to do anything and then when I started to get um more pain before I had my surgery I thought I need to do something about this I can't just leave it and you know let the pain get worse so then I started doing more like low impact type exercises like swimming and things like that and um yoga and stuff and that helped me a lot in terms of the pain but also like with my mental health as well just staying active I just find helps me a lot and then since then I've just really I suppose being fit and active is like a massive part of my life now so I do run quite a lot um and I do a lot of strength training so like usually um strength exercises that complement running so like glute exercises and core exercises pilates and yoga and I've got a peloton bike so I do a lot of like spin type classes on there so I just try I think I deal with it by trying to keep as strong as I can and as fit as I can really um because I feel like that's something that I can control I can't control the actual scoliosis but I can try and keep as fit and healthy as I can to control that and um, help with the pain and I know that I need to probably do more core exercises Um, I don't think I do enough of that I know I need to do more in terms of protecting my lower back I do worry about the impact of having my fusion and you know the discs at the bottom like potentially wearing out quicker because my fusion is t3 to l3 so that's pretty much most of the spine so i've got three discs i think left at the bottom 
and obviously I do running and stuff like that a lot of high impact stuff so I do worry about those discs um you know potentially wearing out a lot quicker and I was told before my surgery that that was a risk of the surgery that you know you get a lot of pressure gets put on those discs um so that's something I have I do worry about but I I try to keep my back strong really and my glutes strong and the muscles that support that I just need to I think I need to do more core exercises though um so yeah I suppose keeping physically active is the way that I deal with it yeah yeah obviously I love that (laughs) (laughs) I do support that a lot I think when you when you said that you can you you obviously can't control your fusion you can't control your scoliosis but you can control your fitness and your physical health and I think that is a really really important message for everyone listening to this to take away is control what you can control and that is yeah our physical our physical body our physical fitness also like uh what we're eating eating a healthy diet not eating super inflammatory foods getting lots of rest you know yeah eight hours of sleep all those things are really really important would you say that keeping active and keeping physical also helps your mental health yeah definitely especially for me it's one of the reasons why I like running so much I feel like that is something that really helps my mental health because I can just switch off and I don't think about other things whereas a lot of you know other activities then I'm still worrying about other stuff or thinking about other stuff but with running I can just switch off so I think running is probably the main physical activity that helps yeah um with my mental health but I also like hiking as well and I feel like that that helps as well because you're getting out into some really nice places with nice views and that sort of thing and that I find that really relaxing as well um but yeah just being outdoors really and just yeah being active definitely helps (laughs) yeah no I think that's um, a really good point to make is getting outside in nature I think is one of the best things that we can do for our mental health yeah definitely yeah getting that walk getting that hike getting that fresh air getting away from technology obviously I love social media I love technology but there is nothing better than a nice walk outside on your own or with your friend or with your dog or whatever and just taking some time for yourself and your mm-hmm. thoughts and letting your thoughts all process in your head and and you know learning how to deal with them in a sustainable and healthy way yeah because that's another thing I like to do because I work from home and I'm sitting down a lot I do try to make sure that I get up and I move around and um and I try and go for a walk like at lunchtime or after work because I find that with my scoliosis I do get a lot of pain if I'm sat down in one position all day so I try to keep moving around so like break up the day with walks or um that sort of thing I've also got a stand-up desk as well so I can sit down for a bit stand up for a bit and that helps a lot as well awesome (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. Okay, so this brings me on to my last question. I wanted to ask you if you have any tips for anyone who is listening, who is maybe just about to go through fusion surgery or has maybe just had it. What would you, what would your tips be for them? Um, I would say to 
be kind to yourself it's a massive surgery it's a really long recovery and I think I was quite shocked at how long it took me to recover uh, I mean I had the surgery at 24 so I think the recovery might have been a bit longer for me than say if if you have the surgery when you're a teenager um, I know I've see people that go back to school after like six weeks <laughs> but wow. for me it, it took me I would say about a year to fully recover um and it can be really frustrating during that time you think that you're not making progress you think that you're never going to be able to do the things that you could do before but you will be able to do them it just takes time and you just need to be patient with yourself and kind to yourself and just let your body recover um, and that's what I used to get a lot of people asking me that question when I was blogging my recovery like you know people were asking me how long does it take I'm really frustrated I don't feel like it's getting any better I'm in loads of pain and it's just a huge thing for your body to go through and it will take it just takes so long to recover from and I think yeah just don't get disheartened and it will get better it just yeah, yeah give it time <laughs> yeah be patient I I like that I like that a lot well thank you very much where can my listeners find you if they want to reach out um, yeah so I'm on Instagram um and my Instagram is life with scoliosis blog um I also have a blog which is life with scoliosis.com and I've got a YouTube channel which is just called life with scoliosis yeah. so yeah any of those yeah awesome okay well for anyone listening please do reach out to Louise and ask her any questions that you have especially fusion related or mental health related um you know we are here for you and we we generally care and we want you to feel supported and you know we're we're all in this together as scoliosis family we are not alone <laughs> exactly <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming. Louise, I really, really appreciate you giving me your time. And I hope that my listeners have really, really valued having you here because I really have. So thank you so much. That's okay. Thanks for having me.